Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Josh, do we have a, I think we have a, I think we have a good one for everyone today. Don't you we think so? We always do, Bob. It's always good. This one might be Oh, great. that's true. That's, I don't know if it's great, but it's, you know, <laughs> well, no, what did I just say? I just like, I just brought the bar down 20 Come notches. On, and it's Christmas time for, I'm being like a Grinch for God's mm. sakes. Ah, oh, I'm Grinchy. Josh, pick up the bar and raise right, it, would I you? I will try and recover from what I rolled out of control. Uh, the the big talking point for today is Bob's new role. So you may have seen a blog post or a LinkedIn link or Twitter or Facebook, or like I mentioned in the podcast, you may have seen it on CNN, Bob's new role. And we dig into the things he's trying to change because that's the exciting point is um, Bob's excited, Bob's enthused, and when that happens, watch out world. So that's what this one's all about. So, yep, I'm the, I'm the program chair at uh, TechWell, and we're making some changes, everyone. And if you've listened to the Metacast, TechWell has been a sponsor of us for a year or a little bit less, a yep. couple of the conferences. We've talked about it. We've gotten special discounts, and that'll probably continue and discounts so pay attention uh so listen to the metacast and then stay tuned going forward and um uh, hopefully we can see you at one of these tech call events uh so is it on to the medica as a speaker yeah. as an attendee yeah. as a speaker slash attendee as a as a whatever as a groupie to one of the medicasters as to- <laughs> Yes, there's there's lots of those. <laughs> the one or two of those in the yeah, world. Your yeah. wife and my wife. Exactly. <laughs> That's the number. <laughs> Very precisely. So on to the Metacast, Josh? Yes, sir, on to the episode. <laughs> Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. And it's been a while, Josh. It has. And by it's the time like it, it's the airwaves, it'll be a new year. It will be a new year. It's This is uh, Metacasters. This is uh, after the week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Um, and uh, Josh and I just, well, I had surgery. Uh, and Josh has been busy and, and traveling with the kids, I think, and stuff. So we 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 haven't we haven't gotten together for a while, um, but I've been looking forward to this. Yes, so, it's been a while. Time to get back in the saddle. I don't know about the saddle, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I'm up to. I'm probably not up to riding a horse at the moment, Josh. All but right, okay. fair, fair, yeah, fair but, but 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 so, fair fair enough. What are we going to talk yeah, so, about? While we're talking about new things in New Year's, uh, in the Metacast world, we have a pretty significant change. So if you didn't see, read, hear, or you weren't watching CNN when it happened, Galen has a new role. That's pretty exciting. So, Bob, can you tell us about it? I can I can try. You <laughs> killed me with CNN because I'm, then I'm thinking I'm, I'm like I'm equal to Trump, so I now I need to start tweeting things and stuff, right? And and aggravating the entire world. Uh, no, no, my new my new role. Uh, so Techwell, and they've been a sponsor of the Metacast uh, for a while, and yep. probably will continue to do that. Yeah, uh, with, they uh, were looking for a. Um, 
program chair. Uh, and they have two sets of conferences. They have the star set, which is testing focused. And then they have agile dev, better software DevOps, uh, which is a three sort of major tracked uh, set of conferences. Uh, and star West star, the star conferences do an East West and Canada theme. So they do Vegas and they do Orlando and then the better softwares, uh, uh, agile dev pair does a west east vegas and orlando as well uh, so vegas is in june and uh, that's the west and then the east is in the fall in november it's the uh, uh it's in orlando and uh what tech did is they invited two of us so rob sabarin is uh, if you've ever gone to the the testing community conferences he's pretty well known in that area so rob sabarin is going to be the program chair for the star uh, conferences, and then I am going to be the program chair for the uh, Agile Dev uh, conferences. Uh, now, what I've done is I put together a team, and I think Rob's put together a team as well, but different from mine. I wanted to get a since since the Agile Dev since there's really those three tracks, Josh, which is better software, more traditional software development talks like project management, metrics, things like that, software testing. Uh, and then there's an Agile Dev and a DevOps. There's there's three tracks for Agile Dev. There's three tracks for uh, better software, and there's two tracks for DevOps. In the main conference, I thought it would be kind of cool to ask three people to help. Uh, so Mary Thorne, I don't, I think you know all of these. Uh, Mar- I asked Mar- Mary Thorne to do uh, better software. Uh, I asked Ryan Ripley. I know you know Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and Ryan's doing Agile Dev. And uh, Jeff Payne, you may not know, uh, nope. but J- Jeff Jeff Payne, is he runs a company out of D.C. that focuses on Dev, a lot on DevOps. Used to be a lot on security. And Jeff is doing the DevOps. Uh, and, and so uh, that's the program team. And we just finished. If you all look at uh, the, that West Conference, Gosh, we, we were behind. Uh, they had lost their program chair. And so uh, they have, even though they're agile conferences, the, uh, the, the dates for the conferences and the milestones uh, are pretty waterfall <laughs> folly. So they had, uh, we were behind schedule when I signed up to do it. About, we were about two months behind schedule. So uh, I, I and the team worked really hard to pull together workshops. So what the program chair does is pull together keynotes, a series of workshops that are uh, put on over two days, and then the tracks, which are another two days of track talks. So we just finished. We I think there might be one or two uh, places where we're – you know, finishing up a talk here or there. But in general, the program for West in June is uh, solidified so um, we can start doing marketing. And that's the goal. For TechWell, the key driver for them, it's not waterfall thinking, but they have to get a website up and they have to have a program together so that they can market it early yeah, enough. Right. Um, so so that's my new role. Uh, took yeah. it's At least this round, it took a lot of time I, I'm a little concerned. I don't want it to take too much of my time away from, uh, you know, coaching and consulting and things like that. Uh, right. But the first round was just a lot of work because it was new. You know, the systems that they use for submission management were new, et cetera. I think over time, it'll it'll become easy for all of us. 
or easier so, for all of us. Go ahead. So I just have a question just because I've never been on that side of the table. For every session that you pick to be a part of the conference, how many submissions do you get? Well, for for this one, we had 350. So we have uh, we had over 350 submissions in the system. And literally, you know, now I'll probably see them coming in for, you know, for November, right? Uh, and there's not very many in there, if, if any, right now. We have to, you know, focus on one conference and the other. Um, but when I volunteered, if you will, you know, I opened up the darn system and there's magically 350 submissions to review, which was pretty daunting. Right. Yeah. That's that's immediately why I went to a team approach, Josh, because it was like, holy crap, um, there's no way I'm going to be able to do an effective job of it. And so 354, uh, 56 openings. Uh, wow. So, so that's like a seven to one ratio. That's so. So there's a seven to one ratio. Cool. Uh, yeah. It's, I don't know if it's cool or not. And I don't know what's typical you know, of other conferences or even if that's typical of this one, but that, you know, that was, that was what was there. Now there were some dupes in there. There were people, you know, there were people that dumped in, you know, individuals who put in 10 submissions, right? Mm -hmm. Not, not, that's probably an exaggeration, but there was, you know, some people who just did a lot, guys like me, you, you know, that do a lot of public speaking, yeah. have a lot of ideas. Uh, so things like that. So there were out of that 350, there were people that we knew that I knew. Um, not a lot, actually. I mean, some, uh, but yeah. there were also a lot of unknown people as well. Um, so that was, that's actually one of the challenges uh, for us, you know, in selecting it you're, from a quality perspective, you're, you're trying to get known I mean, and we, I, I don't think we had the time to really put a strategy together to say yeah. this is w what we're going for. But the things we were thinking about in picking, one thing that was top of mind for all of us was diversity. Uh, and it was more, you know, male, female, you know, diversity uh, and mm -hmm. getting enough women voices. Uh, and we didn't have, uh, you know, we, we did what we could. We, we want to get that better in the future and, and do a better job of encouraging women to submit and looking for, for women who have interesting, you know, experiences to share, but diversity was something that was on top of mind. Uh, vendors, we, there were people who work for vendors that did submissions and we didn't want to necessarily have a vendor talk, you know, yeah. so we, we don't want to exclude vendors, uh, but we want them to be really, really agnostic. So understanding who the vendors were or not was another filter, if you will, or goal. We were trying to balance that. Uh, we were looking for, um, this time we were looking for known, not known people, but, um, you know, folks who had experience so that we didn't, we, we didn't have a lot of time to phone everyone up and to do a critique. Uh, if you look at the submission system, we ask for a video, but not everyone uh, includes a video right. and even and even if they do it, not everyone on the committee has you know hours and hours you know uh, you know look at let's say everyone attaches a, a 10 minute video well now you have 350 times 10, <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes and it's really that's a lot of time and yeah. uh, and and we everyone on the everyone on, on the team has a day job so uh including myself so we're trying to do this you know part-time but 
put on a really high quality conference. Um, the other thing we did is we invited some people. So uh, we cherry picked some folks. Uh, I know Ryan did that, that he reached out to, to some folks that he knew uh, would do a good job and they had uh, you know, a voice. And in some case that was the diversity. He was, he was reaching out to some women that he knew that uh, really hadn't uh, submitted to the conference before. Not a lot, not everyone knows about this conference series. So uh, we were encouraging some folks who, who either weren't aware of it or who weren't directly aware, you know, who it wasn't really on strongly on their radar to, uh, to submit. But that was some of the key points for us in, in selection. Uh, you, you were, you know, uh, strong, you know, strong experience, uh, lots of diversity, uh, really strong speakers. Uh, one of our overriding factors is, is, is the quality of the program. Yeah. As much as we can, we really want, and I know everyone says that, but we, I feel like we have a really strong program, even the new voices. And another thing we do want, I, I guess all of my rambling was leaning towards more experienced speakers, but part of the diversity, it's not just male, female diversity, uh, but like generational. One of the things I think about with you and I, Josh, yeah, and you may disagree, but I think of us as having generational diversity, right? We're, I'm a generation removed from you. And, and the, and that fact makes the Metacast better sometimes yeah. or, or you have a different perspective than I do. So when, when we say diversity, I think this time it, it was looking like men, men and women, uh, or male, female, but, but in the future, we'd like it to be broader than that. Uh, so, you know, bring in generational, uh, diversity, bring in cultural diversity, bring in racial diversity, right? We want to be, we want to be as diverse as we can. Uh, culturally, we'd love to, you know, entice some people from Europe. Uh, I'd love to entice some people from, you know, Asia to come and to talk about just things that are unique to, you know, distributed teams. But here you have someone in America talking about distributed teams. It would be kind of cool to have someone from India talk about distributed teams from from that point of view etc yeah. Uh, well, yeah and that's one of those things that never gets talked about and i had to learn the hard way is that scrum isn't and shouldn't operate the same way in every country because every country has different cultures and operational norms of just the way they work and i kind of had to get smacked in the face with it firsthand so um, to be able to go in and say, okay, so I'm working with a team from Russia or China or something like that. Um, how's it different there? You know, that's one of those things that would, to me, be really good to see and learn exactly. without having to suffer the pain that I went through. Exactly. Um, and in some cases, we may not be able to invite them from tracks, but for example, like Spotify. And and we, you know, you and I have joked about and we've talked about Spotify and the Metacast before, but Spotify comes from Scandinavia, and uh, if I'm if I'm correct, I think Sweden, right? I think yeah, the headquarters for Spotify is in Sweden. Well, Scandinavian countries have a real affinity for this notion of autonomous teams and self-directed yeah. teams, right? Um, so it makes it—I don't know if it makes it easier, but it, it it changes the dynamic of agile transformation. It changes the dynamic of coaching. And it would be wonderful to have some of those voices. So that's the kind of diversity that I want to get is to have someone from Scandinavia come over, maybe do a keynote on coaching from that point of view and really be disruptive. 
I want us to, I want us to not, I mean, positively disruptive, but I really want us to have sort of have one of the things, and and you and I, you, well, in fact, I think you, you heard this, or you may have anecdotally heard this, uh, and I I blogged about it when I actually did my announcement. I did an announcement on my blog. I think I know where you're going. And uh, there was uh, this young lady at a table. We did the leadership summit, and you and Kevin were uh, up doing a, a mini panel and uh, you were doing a good job of it, of it. I thought I thought it was a nice wrap up to the talk you gave and the talk mm-hmm. Kevin gave about um, the dude and uh, you know agile donuts and things like that. And this young lady from New York pulled you know just you know she didn't know this was even pre me being the program chair. I kn- I knew it was in the works, but it wasn't announced or anything like that. And uh, she's like, "What do you see up there?" And I, I was, I was a little taken aback, and I said, "Well, I, I see two young men who are, you know, who are experienced and enthusiastic, and they're sharing that with the audience and doing a relatively good job." And she's like, "Well, I see two middle-aged white guys talking about agile, uh, and there's no diversity up there." Yeah. Uh, and that was one of those was you, Josh, and I, I sort of like middle-aged made me smile as it. <laughs> 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 when it came to you. Uh, so, uh, and, and the, I mean, I started arguing with her a little bit, not against the diversity, but it's like, come on, you know, it's, you know, there is, you know, you don't want to just do a diversity with someone w- without the experience, right? You want the quality. So we want a diverse uh, set of speakers, but we also want high quality and we want high experience as well. And we, and we want high speaking ability, etc. So I was sort of defending it a little bit, but I also got her point and it, and it made a, and it, and it, it influenced me. It made me think about it. Um, and, um, so, so that's one of the, one of our goals, one of my goals as a program lead. So I have a team, but at the end of the day, I'm the single ringable neck when it comes to program selection and uh, I really want to do some, I want to do different. I want, I want her, it's, and I'm not doing it for her, but I, I want folks to really start, you know, conference over conference over conference, walking away saying, wow, this is evolving. It's, it's different. And we're getting some really significantly different voices. So I want, I want that to be sort of a takeaway and an evolving trend. Gotcha. So one of the things that's important to me is that diversity as well. And then I really hope we can encourage coming out of this podcast and maybe another one that we do in the not, not too distant future is talk about how, if you're one of those young bucks and you want to get out there and help with the generational di- di- diversity, you've got to, you've got to find a way to get in and get a chance and to get an opportunity. And that's something that I'm hoping we can talk about a little bit. That's something that I went through. Um, probably five or six years ago, and Bob really helped helped me a whole bunch. But not everybody's going to be as lucky as I was and spend a lot of their time with Bob. Or maybe that's unlucky. I don't know. It, it could be. I mean, the things we that I have in the back of my mind is, and it's not just me. Um, there's some folks at Techwell, but we talk about maybe creating more of a community at the conferences so that. It's not just me nurturing speakers, but there's we, we if we can create a community of people who after they leave, you know, there's there's ways for them to collaborate 
and there's ways to extend the mentoring and the collaboration. So we'd we'd like to focus on community building is one thing. Uh, So another thing I want to do is just do, and Lee Copeland, the the previous program chair used to do this, but I want to promote it more, is have like speaker 101s where uh, at the conference I I can do it or invite other people to do it, you could help, where we have like a, a, a session in the morning or the evening or both mm-hmm. or an open space or something, but where we invest time during the conference to try to answer questions and to try to develop people, develop their interests, to try to break down fear and barriers, to try to give them a safe environment, to propose ideas, uh, to try to bring them along. Uh, one of the reasons I went with the team that I have is, and, and we've all talked about it, is each one of us would be committed to nurturing or mentoring new voices mm-hmm. to the degree that we can, right? Is, you know, each one of us could take on two, three, four, five people over time and per conference or whatever it is, but really try to spend some time just like I've done with you or I've done with Mary Thorne or et cetera, where we try to develop those voices. So I think there's some public stuff we can do at the conferences. I've even thought about doing a webinar. I could do a periodic webinar and invite people mm-hmm. to that, et cetera. But it's built that it's, I, I think there is a barrier and it comes back to diversity. If we want to build that diversity, I don't think you just say we're going to be more diverse and then magic happens. I think there's some hard work behind the scenes where we have to break down whatever barriers there are, there are for that. Uh, and mine, even mine for speakers, one of the things I'm doing now is I'm looking at other conferences and at their programs, and I'm looking for fresh people who, you know, are doing, doing, you know, speaking and, and they're just not on our radar at TechWell and, right. and, and putting them on our list. So that's another way of what I would call like mining for speakers, right? It's like mining for bot, mining for dollars, mining, mining yeah. for speakers. Uh, but it, that's an evolving thing. Yeah, can I say, can I say, can I say one other thing? The other thing yeah. is for what other people, they've said that the format is a little, and it's true. I mean, I've spoken at these conferences for years. So the other thing we want to do, we've talked about speakers and diversity, but, we also want to sort of mix things up on the format. Uh, I'll give you a, for example, like open spaces, do more open spaces, do more panels, uh, do more speaker pairings, uh, mm-hmm. d- mix it up with sort of have longer sessions, have connected sessions. Uh, Mary, Mary Thorne talks about how inviting stalwarts, like uh, for each major track, maybe they can invite one person, a stalwart, like someone who is an industry pundit in that area and really giving them a nod like tipping the hat to them and giving them a stage for a couple track talks or something and really honoring them uh, one of the people that we've talked about is david hussman i don't know if you've ever met or yeah. heard but inviting david hussman and giving him you know giving him a stalwart stage so mixing things up in in the format of things as well is something that we we want to do because it seems it just seems boring you know track talk 15 minute break track talk 15 minute break track talk right um, and and even sometimes the track talks aren't even connected so being more thema- being more thematic about things what do you think about that do you think that would help yeah i think it would help and i think the barrier of entry when you have a 60 minute talk as a rookie 
that's daunting. When I went to Atlassian's conference a couple of years ago, all of their sessions were 30 minutes long. And I'd been going to conferences forever. And I thought, gosh, how am I going to get anything out of a 30-minute talk? Well, you learn to really jam stuff in. And there's minimal fluff. And that was really interesting. And that was also something that when we did our tech day at the Dude, we did that because it was less daunting to a couple of the developers that had never spoken before. If I said, okay, I'm going to ask you to get up and talk for an hour, they were like, yeah, I'm not ready for that. I'm like, okay, well, let's cut it in half and do a half hour. They're like, oh, okay, I can do that. So maybe as you're learning and growing, that shorter session is something that might get people more willing to throw their hat in the ring. And then the other thing that I think the one-on-one sessions at the conference or a webinar or something would be really helpful is there's no playbook for how to do this. There's no, you, you don't have a good measure of, am I doing the right thing? There's no guide. There's no anything. So anything you can do along the way. And I was super lucky to have you. And there was a guy I worked with when I got my first big talk that had been, been through Toastmasters and he had me do the session and he made some great changes to it. And after that, I, I walked out of that session like, okay, I feel a lot better than I did an hour ago just because there was somebody that was experienced. So anything you can do to help people that are noobs at it to have a resource, because it was one of those things where how many slides should I have? How long should I talk? How many minutes for questions should I set aside? It was all those kind of basics that you don't know until you've done it a few times that there's not a resource that's out there. So if you can support that young group, I think, that diversity will start to grow in every direction. I, I agree with you. Uh, in, in fact, you, you get, I mean, the downside to what you suggest is it changes, you know, from a program chair perspective, it's like crap. Now, instead of 56, I'm kidding around. I have 150 people to place. Right. right? Yeah. And, and so now we don't have to change it that, that grossly, but it's, it change It's a, it's, sometimes it's extra work, but it's, yeah. it's worth it to your point. It's, we could break up the 75 minute tracks into 20, you know, three 20 minute tracks, or we could have experience reports. Uh, I just submitted to the agile conference and they have two track lengths. They have 30 minutes and 75 minutes, uh, sort of to your point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, really that's, that's part of what I, I think of as mixing things up is, um, we've almost gone to the easy road of here's the, there's literally a spreadsheet. There's literally a template where you just move, you cut and paste things into the spot. So the times every conference, you know, has uh, on Wednesday, there's two keynotes in the morning, (laughs) right? And then there's three track talks the rest of the day. And, and there's a, there's a matrix for that. And you just plop things in and, and it's like, Oh my God, you can't change that. And, and I think we want to start changing things up a little bit yeah. and, and being much more creative. And it'll, to your point, I think it, it'll open things up. Uh, it does require a little extra work. Uh, the other thing is because we're on these waterfall timeframes, um, it's hard to change. Like it was almost impossible. We can add a few things to the June conference, but it's pretty much the old format. Um, the November, we, we have to have it finalized by like March, early March. So that's not a whole lot of time to change a lot of things up, but we can run some experiments. Um, 
but I think this year is a springboard to next year. So I think I think the the November conference, at least for our team, that'll be where we run some little experiments and try out some things. Uh, but then and then really brainstorm and then hit the ground running next June uh, and really be much more disruptive. Now I wish we could I wish we could iterate faster, but I think that I think there's a sort of an iteration. There's a there's a timing. Uh, that's going to slow us down a little bit. But we're committed to that. Uh, I mean, I'm in it for the long haul, and I really want to see I, I want to see what's different. And it's not just what these are. We were talking about track talks, but the keynotes are something that I want to, you know, we could have uh, a panel for a keynote. That's never mm-hmm. happened, I don't right. think. Uh, we could have paired keynotes. I, For the life of me, I don't think we've ever had, you know, maybe once, uh, but a paired, you know, like you and I do pair things sometimes. Mm-hmm. And get a paired keynote. So really, you know, mix things up on the keynote side of things with a panel uh, or have hands-on things at the keynotes where people are actually doing, <laughs> you're making, and I know it's harder, but get eight, you know, get 800 people up and make them do something <laughs> yeah. uh, or, you know, try something where, like a learning experience or something like that. Uh, so that's the other thing is it's not get away from just talks. But being, you know, as much as we can, if we can be more experiential mm-hmm. at, at times, that would be something as well. So I'm excited. I, I don't know if it came through in my voice. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, I've had the surgery so that I've been going through healing and I'm, I'm having another knee replacement coming up. So I, it's been a painful time and then a lot of work. So that's, I've been focusing on that, but from a future point of view, I'm really, really excited about the opportunity. Uh, and it is that it's a, it's a really great opportunity to sort of lead the evolution of this set of, uh, conferences at TechWell. And I, I'm, I'm just thankful that they, you know, put their trust in me and, and, uh, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited just to hear that a conference, company out there is willing to shake things up, right? Cause you go to a lot of the conferences and it is, it's like everybody has the same template and everybody's afraid to change something. But if you don't change, you're just going to get left behind. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to fat, to fast forward into 2019 and see what those are going to look like and um, see how things are different and, and be reinvigorated to go back to, a conference I've been at before and see new faces and new topics and new approaches and new everything. I think that's, I think that to me, that's the only way it's going to work, right? You can't, you can't sit still. Absolutely. Uh, even the leadership summit that we, that, that you were part of, I want to change that. Uh, I mean that, that there's a recipe there, but I think there's different recipes that we can try. Um, it goes back to that agile. I just wish we could get rid of the waterfallness, and I, I think that's going to be something we just have to deal with. But I wish we could sort of iterate on like a monthly basis. This is unrealistic <laughs> and impossible. But what if we could do something and then we could experiment at that tempo? Yeah. So I, I really want to drive experiments uh, as much as we can. And, uh, and I think it, with our tempo, we're going to have to run lots of little experiments yeah. Yeah. And just and then just see what happens, and then then adjust. And, and then the other thing is the different voices. Really, I'm I'm excited about mining for people 
uh, there's a young lady that did a talk in Europe and I was watching a video and I think she would maybe do a great keynote, et cetera. And I think, I think that's, that, that's the other thing instead of Josh, I think, I think one of the things they did is they waited for people to submit. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you, you sort of wait for folks to submit and then you pick from them. And that's part of the strategy. But I actually want us, I want a, us as a team to be going out and finding people and, and doing different things. Like I knew Smalley is one, of, she's doing a keynote. I invited, I did have the opportunity to invite her to do a keynote. And what I did is I said, instead of, you know, saying, Anu, I have a keynote spot. Uh, please send me an email with your topic. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually suggested some topics to her. Then I, then I sat on the phone and we brainstormed because if I would have just waited for her, but cause I wanted her to do a keynote, uh, great speaker, uh, hit some of our diversity targets. Uh, I know, I, I mean, and have great topics. I wanted someone on the product side of things. Yeah. So someone who had a product voice, that was, that was a theme I was looking for. Uh, but, but beyond that, I, I sat down with her maybe for an hour and we fine tuned, uh, the talk she was going to do. I, I, I wrote, I even wrote the talk abstract for her based on our discussion mm-hmm. because she was busy. And, and then we, we partnered on that and she's going to do some hands-on stuff. Well, well, that's atypical, right? That's, that's a proactive, I, I think that's what developing speakers or mining speak. It's, I don't even know what word to use, but it's sort of, that's, that's collaborate together to create a great uh, program and look for some, you know, a collective, like this is my vision. Let's work together to fit in some pieces. And I, I, I want to repeat that, not just me, but I want to repeat that across all of the folks on the team. I want us to be out there sort of cherry picking or identifying or, or mining for speakers. Uh, but it's, but it's, it's much more proactive um, than it is, than it is just sitting back and asking, you know, waiting for folks to, to submit. Now, I think the converse is it'll be a better program. It'll be more connected um, mm-hmm. and, and it'll be different, right? It won't be the, the stereotypical stuff. We'll be able to mix things up a little bit. Uh, the other thing is I think the speakers will have more fun with that. It's, it's, it's more, you know, we're in a partner. So that I think what I'm trying to describe is a little bit more of a partnership where the speaker, whoever, the speakers and the, the program group, there's a little bit more of a partnership where we, we form a team. So it's our conference as opposed to the TechWell conference. That's, that's, that's interesting. I think, so that's similar to what you did with the leadership summit that we were a part of where you had an idea of what you wanted the four of us to talk about. So it flowed nicely throughout the whole day, right? So you had this plan in your mind of here's, here's what I think we can deliver to the people that are coming to this. And you said, Josh, I think it would be beneficial if you talked about this, Kevin, this and everyone else here's a here's a story we're trying to tell and then we'll fit in i think i think that'll give you the connectivity you want throughout the conference it's definitely going to be harder right it's going to be easier um to just sit back and wait but then you have kind of what you, you think part of the issue is now is you have a bunch of disjointed talks um that maybe don't flow as well um i think that'll be interesting to see 
And again, again, we're not going to do that for 56. Right. Yeah. You know, track or whatever the number is, you know, so there is a, there's a time limit, et cetera. But I think there's an intent of changing even that kind of stuff. I don't, that passive, just, you know, people are throwing darts in and then we pick the darts we like, et cetera. I mean, that'll be part of it, but it's not going to be the whole thing. Uh, and, and particularly for workshops, uh, uh, again, I didn't even focus on the workshops, but I mean, like leading trends, Josh, like technology trends. One of the reasons why I, I wanted to pick the team that I picked and we may need, need even need to augment it with someone who's more technical, uh, is, uh, like technology trends. Like we invited someone in to do some TDD training for a one day workshop, uh, and as a guy who's done it before, but we asked him to really update it. So we wanted, we didn't want just TDD 101. We wanted it to be, you know, TDD, but, but what has he learned in the last 15 years of teaching people, right? What are the new patterns? Yeah. Uh, what are the new techniques? What are the new tools? How do we do that? Um, so, and, and I don't think that'll survive for two years, right? Uh, that, that topic will probably age and we'll need something else. Bitcoins, we'll need a Bitcoin <laughs> yeah. testing, right? Or something <laughs> like, or, or, you know, Spotify version five or, and, and talk about that. So across the board, I think depending on the formats, there's, there's trying to keep the relevancy. Uh, the, the old way of doing the workshops is you could ride, if, if a workshop had decent attendance and if it had decent reviews, we would ride that sucker for years. I, I, I'm not saying we won't do that, but I think what we can do is we'll challenge those guys to update those, right? Yeah. Uh, make them, you know, make it relevant again. Uh, reevaluate your talk uh, because things change. Uh, and, uh, and then the other thing is invite new people in. So not be reluctant to invite new voices in both at a keynote level, at a workshop level and at a track talk level. I, I hope this hit the, 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 you know, the view for the Metacast a little bit of what we were trying to get to, but, um, it, I mean, I hope I'm not rambling too much, but that, that's the nature of, that's where we're going for TechWell. Uh, is is and and so I hope people's like strap themselves in and come along for the ride. Uh, the other thing with this Metacast is if anyone who listens to this Metacast is interested in any of the speaking opportunities that I talked about or developing or whatnot, it just reach out to me uh, via you know uh, Techwell or Bob Bob at com or whatever. Cool. So would, so so you said the. The Vegas conference, you've got that schedule locked and loaded, and Orlando East in November. Your goal is to have the sessions nailed down by March, correct? It's it's like a Marchish thing. Yeah, okay. I mean the way it works is keynotes are selected first, uh, obviously, because you, you you do have to work with the keynoters to get their talks nailed down. Right. Uh, then the workshops are selected second. Uh, and then uh, the track talks are selected third. So if anyone's listening, I mean, in any of those things, uh, if there's anyone who listens who would like to talk about a keynote, there's more urgency there than there is for workshops. And then there's more urgency for workshops than there is for uh, for track talks. And, and the workshops are half, typically think about half day. And I, a lot of folks, you know, I get, I think are intimidated by workshops. They're yeah. like, oh my, my God, I can't, you know, I can't, I don't have enough content for that. 
I think one of the surprising things there is that you don't need loads of content. A half day is pretty fast, at least in my experience. So you can fill a half day pretty quickly. Uh, it's not a track talk, but it is, it's, it's, it's not as intimidating as I think people, most people are. And we look for one day workshops, probably, you know, out of every, um, there's two days of workshops. We have two or three full days and then maybe uh, four or five or six tracks of half days. So there's always more half day workshops that we're looking for. And, and again, cr across DevOps topics, uh, across uh, soft, traditional software development and then agile. Now agile sort of dominates, right? Agile plus DevOps right. does clearly dominate. And and Josh, I'd love to see I'd love to see something from you. Uh oh, uh oh, the the hammer has been thrown. I I mean, and and not just a track talk, like raise the bar, dude. And all right, all right, Casters, you heard it here first. And, the, and, the and do, do a do a workshop. Okay. Or well, something. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Put you know, put put your money where your mouth. Oh, I'm I'm really challenging. I I need to stop. <laughs> uh, okay, so so um, options for if you want to talk in any way in November. Um, Bob gave his email. Is there um, is there a a website up and running for people to submit talk ideas for the fall? Yeah. I mean, it's part of the tech. Well, they, there is a submission system. Okay. Um, it's, it's active. You just go to the tech well website and uh, there, there's a link there. So that's, that's pretty clear and pretty well known. Uh, follow. One thing I would say is follow one of the things that's painful for the crew. So tech well has a recipe for talks that we're probably not going to change. We want a talk that has, so the beginning of a talk real quickly is, uh, you know, what's your context? What's the problem? What's the challenge? Uh, so take a few sentences and talk about like, why, why is, is this thing, why are you talking about this thing? Whether it's a workshop or a track talk. Then the middle is what people are going to take away. What are you going to learn? And then uh, the wrap-up is sort of what is, what's, the, what's the big learning objective at the end? Or what's the, the big point? What's the big takeaway, if that makes sense, Josh? So it's like a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And we, we need 150 to 200 words precisely. And I know that sounds unagile. But we get so many, like, 70-word uh, submissions. And it's hard to understand what, and, and then someone will do all the beginning, but they won't have any takeaways. So it's, it's almost impossible to figure out how to, you know, how to, uh, how to evaluate that. Uh, and then you have to go back to the person and ask them. And sometimes they'll, they'll answer it or sometimes they, they won't send an email or whatnot. So it's, it's, it's really time intensive. So what I'm saying is everyone who makes a submission Read, read, there's directions on the website <laughs> that talk about what we want. Please listen to them and please give us what we're asking for. That, that'll make your life and our lives so much easier. Yeah. I mean, that is, but even that's just a great framework to apply to your talk, right? When you're a new person getting started and you want to have that talk, but just framing it in those three chunks, you know, what, what, what is the problem? Here's how, 
we solved it. And then how can you take this back and apply it to your life and actually have it make a difference next week when you're home, home from the conference. Those are things that as I've evolved and watched really good speakers, it's those, it's those three major things. If you can give a clear message in each of those, then people remember the talk. And that's really why people do this is that they just want to help, right? Just like us doing this podcast. It's about how can I help? How can I reach one person and make their next Monday better than the last one? Absolutely. So the website's there. Uh, so if you if you need any nurturing or coaching, and I'm being sincere, reach out to me directly. Uh, on this Metacast, I will we'll put a link to my uh, blog post, which has contact information as well. And uh, for and so please for November, everyone get in the game. Uh, please get in the game. We'd love to. We'd love to mix things up as well. Sounds good. So, so I think I think we've nailed it, Josh. So I, from I, so I can I say so from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. Where are you? I'm in beautiful downtown Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. I'm, I'm Bob Galen, <laughs> and I'm Josh Anderson. Sh- shake. And bake. Take care, y'all. <laughs>